cooling studios. This is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan, live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Happy October, everybody. Woohoo! Officially <laughs> fall, even though yeah. people have started that, you know, well... My wife has, at least a month ago. Oh, well, good. Now we can start into that pumpkin spice latte stuff, right? right? Yeah, just starting as yeah. opposed to yeah. mid-August. Yeah. Well, welcome into Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Looking over at the right side of me, that is Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock. Then we give way to... The judge, Phil Hauck, and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame Fighting Irish football, Tim Priester, as they give you Fighting Irish preview. And, uh, hey, speaking of, okay, North Carolina? Right. right. How about I, that? Yeah, on the on Caleb and Kenny in the morning, we had Tom Loy on and, and you know, beat writer for, for Notre Dame. And he was convinced that we're going to go in there and get a decided, lopsided win. And I was a little doubtful, but... Notre Dame has, has played well, and when we look at the first four games of the season, you can say they've had one bad game. It was the Marshall game. True, yeah. I mean, they played well at Ohio State mm -hmm. week one, laid an egg against Marshall, found themselves in the second half against Cal, yeah. and then dominated UNC. So it was doom and gloom from a lot of people earlier in the season. But Notre Dame, outside of one stinker, I think has played pretty good football. Go figure, and uh, <laughs> Go figure. We, we will we will be listening uh, to the judge and Tim Priester this morning uh, from 10 to 10.30. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll check that out. 46862 is the Automotive Color and Supply text line. 46862, put TS in the front of your message, if you will. A lot going on. Uh, high school football, week seven is in the books, and... Surprises, eh, a lot of, week seven was somewhat anticlimactic. Yeah, a little subdued, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. particularly in the SAC, in this in this area. Yeah, not a, not a whole lot uh, changed. The top four teams that came into the uh, week seven action all posted victories. So, um, you know, well, let's get to the scores. Uh, start out at Homestead High School on a... Uh, on a beautiful night for football and a game you heard right here on 1380 and 100.9 FM, the Carroll Chargers showed just how good they are. My beating Homestead 52, well, either 51 to 10 or 52 to 10. I, I saw two different scores, but every extra point attempt I saw was was good in the field goal. So that would be 52. Yep, 52 to so. 10 is what I... Well, I understand it was. Dominant performance. That game was, what, 10-7 Homestead mm -hmm. at one point last night with the long touchdown by Mason Oxier for Homestead. And then Carroll just turned it on and dominated their rival last night. Jimmy Sullivan, 24 of 32, 246 yards, three touchdowns, 119 of those yards to Cam Hirschberger. Dylan Bennett leads the Chargers in tackles last night. 
Carol, 7-0, have Concordia and Wayne left. They can clinch the SAC and hold on to the victory bell next week at home against Concordia. And, and they wouldn't have to uh, shuffle it around to two nope. other schools. They will hold on like, all nine weeks next next year. They will all have. about that. And Hanson Hafner as well, three touchdowns for the Chargers and uh, 85 receiving yards on the night for him. In other games, in the Battle of the Bishops, of course, this was rivalry night. 17-12, to 12, Dwenger over Lures at Lures Field. Throw out the records when these two play. I, I mentioned it to somebody last night after that game. It, it's a fine line between a gutsy win and an ugly win. And either way, it's a win for Bishop DeWanger. And it was convincing. You know, Look, in high school football, you need to be able to run the football and prevent teams from running on you. And that's exactly what DeWanger was able to do last night. Rushed for over 200 yards, held Bishop Lewis under 35 total rushing yards. You can debate whether the Lewis should have committed more to the running game early, but a, a late third quarter drive culminating in a, in a, in a t- Toby Tipman touchdown run for Bishop Dwanger. And then the Saints were able to run down the clock late in the game. You had a fourth and three, converted it, held onto the, the ball, ran out the clock. Dwanger gets the Bishop's trophy back after uh, one season of not having it. You know, C.J. Davis and Carter Minix, the two most recognizable guys on Bishop Dwanger, held to 73 total yards last night. So a good performance from the other guys of Bishop Dwanger that don't often get mentioned. Yes, indeed. And, uh, of course, you know, you talk about uh, stopping the run of Bishop Lures, but then again, uh, Charlie Stansky comes into the game as, as one of the leading passers in the conference. So you had to be aware of that. Sure. Of course, um, you have a defensive backfield with Mr. C.J. Davis uh, occupying uh, ground in, the, in sure. that area. So uh, that's going to be just a little bit tougher as well. So Dwanger Overlewer 17-12. to 12. In the Battle of Spooler, it was Snyder 48 to nothing over Northrop. I have a hard time calling this a rivalry when one team has beaten the other 26 straight times. That's where <laughs> we're at with, with Snyder and Northrop. Look, I know that it's the Battle of Spooler Stadium. It's just tough to get excited about this so-called rivalry after a quarter of a century of absolute dominance by Snyder. They handled business last night. It's now, what, five, five straight wins for the Panthers since that week two loss to Carroll. They go to Dwanger next week in what will be an exciting one. And remember last year, these two teams met in week eight, and Snyder handed Dwanger a double-digit loss mm-hmm. and then Dwanger came back and beat them by 22 points in the second avenged it in the postseason right yes so we can hype up next week but if these two teams meet again in the playoffs it could mean something completely different and speaking of rivalries to love for Justin Kenny uh it was Northside over Southside in the battle of the totem pole 43 to 8 dominance by my Northside legend slash Redskins uh. Bodie Dickerson. Bodie Dickerson, have yourself a night. Holy cow. Big uh, big game for him, and momentum continues for Northside. You look at the way the rest of the schedule lays out. You have Concordia and Northrop left. This is a team that is going to be favored to win seven games in the regular season, and it was a team that when we started the, the campaign thought, okay, are they going to be able to put out and put up numbers and, and wins, or is it all hype? And they've been able to deliver – and you mentioned Bodie Dickerson throws for six touchdowns, 18 of 23 passing, 290 yards, seven receptions for Tay-Tay Johnson, 118 yards, 
And four scores. And four touchdowns. Not too bad yeah. of a night at the Four office. touchdown receptions from Bodie Dickerson. That hookup of uh, Dickerson to Johnson was clicking last night. And, of course, uh, when you talk rivalries, the how, leftover can, you, bowl, how, can, right? you, how can you <laughs> not uh, be top of mind awareness uh, with Concordia and the Wayne Generals? And it was uh, at Zollner Stadium where the cadets uh, put one on the Generals by a score of 29 to 22. And uh, the, uh, you know, the leading rusher, you would say, well, Lamario Nelson, uh, not so fast. How about Landon Kashinsky of Concordia? Almost 260 yards rushing, scored three touchdowns for the cadets last night. LaMarion Nelson held to 83 yards on the ground on 21 carries. Great job by the cadets' defense. Grant Hayworth with a big sack late in that game also had six tackles. You mentioned Kashinsky going for 259 yards, three touchdowns, and Johnny Washington with an interception. When we look at so-called rivalry week in the SAC over the last you know two decades or so, this has been the most even series <laughs> of all of them. So maybe the joke's on us in terms of not paying attention to this matchup year after year. But good dub for Concordia, uh, going to getting to two and four on the season, and you know all around great performance by the Cadets last night. And when we look towards the three A playoffs. Maybe the cadets can make some noise. Of course, they're in the same sectional, of course, as Norwalk. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and, and we always we always talk about the Summit Athletic Conference regular season schedule toughening up the likes of Concordia and sure. Bishop Lures for their postseason. And uh, just, you know, one of those things that, hey, we'll uh, we'll see. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the Northeast Eight Conference where um, – Oh, speaking of Norwell, uh, <laughs> they were 62-14 to 14 winners over the DeKalb Barons last night. And uh, holy cow, uh, well, they, they they gave up as many points last night as they'd given up through the first six weeks of the season, Justin. Yeah, it's it's got to be a, a state of disbelief and shock in Ossian this morning. There's going to be some big meetings happening with coaches overnight and, and into today, giving up 14 points last night. So, oh, However... Tegan Irk of the DeKalb Barons, uh, coming into that game, had thrown the ball 189 times, picked just, just twice. once. Or twice, yeah. Twice, yeah. Yep. It is because he had one in, I believe, week five as well. But my goodness, um, yeah, that's, that's, I hate to say this, you know, moral victories, but that's quite an accomplishment. It's not bad. And, you know, Norwell's, their, their defensive points allowed skyrocketed last night to four points per game. It was a big night for Leighton Bailey. Who says Norwell can't throw? 322 yards, four touchdowns on just nine completions. Oh, yeah. Trey Bodenheimer, three receptions for 163 yards. Drew Graff went for over 100 yards. Norwell keeps on rolling. They go to Huntington North next week. And then a week nine showdown set up against Columbia City. Which could be uh, very interesting and very competitive. And speaking of uh, the Norwell Knights, of course, uh, it wouldn't be a Saturday morning if we didn't mention Brody Bolin. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 6'3", 270-pound uh, behemoth uh, in the middle of everything. He also scored a rushing touchdown last night, taking a snap on the Wildcat uh, formation and uh, running it in from a couple yards out. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, looking through social media as well, too. You know, it was it was asked, you know, why isn't this done more? You know, sure. When, you, when you've got a, a a big guy like that, 
63270. You remember Refrigerator Perry? Were you old enough? Yeah, I was. Okay. Well, yes, of that course. Was 80, yeah. yeah, you weren't real old. But I wasn't real old, but I know yeah. the fridge. You oh, were yeah. up at past your bedtime uh, for that one. But, but you know, you put number 72 in there and just say, you know, go. Right. And, uh, and that's why don't more teams do this when they get to the goal? Line? I think you're seeing it more and more often. But when you run the wild card in, wildcat in particular, you need a guy that can actually catch the ball on the snap. And that's not necessarily easy for linemen who, yes, they use their hands, but they're not catching the balls too often. And then, you know, it's kind of risk-reward in terms of do I use this big guy to block for a running back or do I just put this big guy in the backfield? I think you need some depth up front to be able to take that guy off the line and put him in the backfield. But these jumbo packages, we've seen Bishop DeWanger do it over the years. We've seen Columbia City dabble in it this year. We've seen Norwell doing it as well. I think it's, it's definitely fun for those guys. And usually it takes a lot of lobbying to the coaches uh -huh. to get him, you know, talking <laughs> to Vinny Fia Cable, you know, when he was at DeWanger and he was like, man, I just kept pestering the coaches and eventually they let me do it. And maybe that was the situation last night for Brody Bowen. Other scores from around the Northeast eight conference had new Haven blanking Belmont 28 to nothing. Good bounce back game for new Haven. I know it's against Belmont, but after back to back blowout losses for them, it was crucial that they, get back into the winning track, losing to Leo Norwell, Columbia City in consecutive weeks. They have East Noble next week coming into town. They needed a win in the worst way and got it. And then Columbia City, as you mentioned, uh, with a potential collision course with the Norwell Knights coming up, they were at East Noble and beat the Knights by a score of 42 to 19. And Columbia City, I know they have Leo next week, and that's just the next test for them. But people are throwing it around social media last night and, and asking me, like, can this team compete with Norwell in week nine? Dominating East Noble on the road last night. Not an easy place to go. And the Knights now back-to-back -back weeks of just getting shellacked at home. But Colton Piper, 181 yards passing, two scores. Stratton Fuller, 137 yards receiving and a touchdown. Justice Gorey, another great week for him on the ground, 135 yards, two touchdowns. This is a very, very good team and talking about the dominance of Norwell defensively, this is a Columbia City team allowing just seven points per game, five of six opponents held to seven points or less. And now they head to home next week, of course, to take on the Leo Lions in what will be a pivotal game for both teams. Yes, and speaking of the Lions, uh, they beat Huntington North in their, I believe it was homecoming last night, at for uh, about a hundred and. 50, 167 yards. Uh, they're uh, they're now five and two, four and one in conference play. They're only two losses, and I believe this was brought up by yourself. Who me? On social media. Yeah, you. Oh. And, and picked up by Barstool Leo. Uh, <laughs> that that their two losses are are to teams that are a combined 14 and 0. They are. We looked at Leo through week three and said, man, they lost to Kokomo. They barely beat Angola, and they lost big to Norwell. And we we review that now, and Kokomo's 7-0, Norwell's 7-0, and Angola is 5-2 and two, mm -hmm. and have won four straight games. I guess that 1-2 and two doesn't look as bad now. They've won, beaten New Haven, East Noble, Belmont, Huntington North in, Colum in consecutive weeks. They go to Columbia City next week. And when you look at sectional 19 and how it lays out, 
it looks like a Leo Columbia City sectional. Not only is next week a big game for the regular season, but a definite preview for the postseason and what two could be the two favorites in that sectional. And of course, we know Leo over a decade since they've last won a postseason championship of any kind. Could this be the year? And Coach Jason Dorfler's first. There we go. And how about that? Throwing fo the football 13 times. Slinging it all over how the field. How about that? Yeah. Moving on to the Allen County Athletic Conference, uh, a non-conference game. The Woodland Warriors pick up a victory over Culver Academy 16-14. to 14. Uh, Woodland's now 4-3 and three overall. That's a good win for Woodland last night. Culver, they come in 1-5, and five and people immediately just, you know, kind of toss them aside, but they lost to North Judson, who's undefeated. They lost to a Hanover Central team that's undefeated. They lost at Brabuff, and that's one of the better mm. teams in Class 4A, regardless of what their record is. So the Eagles coming in, it was a good challenge for Woodland and, and for the Warriors to get a dub last night. Three straight now for Southern Wells, Jay County, and Culver. They wrap up the regular season with the Adams County duo of South Adams, Adams Central. But to get that win last night, I, I think that's kind of an overshadowed victory for Woodland, but it's a, a solid late-season home victory over a good opponent. Other scores had Heritage beating Bluffton at Bluffton by a score of 31-20. to 20. This one was going to be, uh, from my perspective, looking at it, this was a coin toss. It was. And started off all Bluffton early on. Now they're up, what, 20-6? to six? Yeah, and great job for, for Heritage. And I'm sure if you talk to Casey Kochman this morning, he, you know, singing the praises of his group because – Part of building a program is being able to to fight back under the face of adversity when you're down double digits, you know, on the road at Bluffton. It can be very difficult to to come back and do that. And Kobe Meyer throws for 117 yards, rushes for 111, three touchdowns. They come from behind victory. They score the final 25 points of the game. And that's a big road win for Heritage and Coach Casey Kolkman as they continue to evolve and build that program, particularly after consecutive losses at Adams Central and LaPel. So great job by Heritage. They get Southern Wells next week. This could be a 6-3 and three Heritage team at the end of the year. They got Southern Wells and Jay County left. Very well could. It was South Adams over Jay County, 49-27. to 27. Owen Wanner. Have uh, himself a night. night. Big night for Owen Wanner. He moves into second all-time in career passing yards behind James Arnold, and it still has plenty of football to play at James South Arnold, that was, as well. That was about 15 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> My goodness. Right? Uh, so 301 yards, four touchdowns for Owen Wanner last night. Brady Beal, 10 receptions, 158 yards, a couple scores for him. Dominant performance by South Adams last night. And the Adams Central Flying Jets uh, took care of Southern Wells 63 to nothing. One of those games that just you were glad to get it out of the way for, for both involved. But uh, this is an interesting stat from ACAC Athletics. Adams Central has now become the eighth team in Northeast Indiana to reach 400 wins if they can beat Bluffton next Friday. The other, let's see, seven. Are Homestead, Northside, Southside, DeWanger, Lures, Garrett, and Snyder are the other seven. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to, of course, the Northeast Corner Conference games from last night. And we had Angola 
shutting out Marion 28 to nothing. This was a game that I got some crap for in terms of the direction that I went with this one. And Mishawaka Marion, similar to Culver, in that you couldn't overlook them based on their record. They had a loss to Mishawaka, who was undefeated before last night when they lost to Northwood in that big NLC game uh, showdown. New Prairie was undefeated going into last night before they lost um, to South Bend Riley last night, I believe. And losing to Penn a couple weeks ago isn't a bad loss either. So going to Marion, a traditional power, too, in in their region and in the, I think, the NIC, Northern Indiana Conference, I think, is Mishawaka Marion. But for Angola to be able to go there and get a shutout win, it's now four straight wins for the Hornets. They get Garrett next week. and. How about the Railroaders last night? Yes, how about the Railroaders? 28-6 to winners over Fairfield, and that was a big division game. It was, and you know, with Carter Kitson not in the lineup for Fairfield, it really hurts that offense, but let's credit that defense, too, for Garrett, and also the offense that came in and was averaging barely 10 points per game coming in last night, scoring 28 on the road and getting Garrett its first win of the season. Great job for, for Coach DePew and company. At this point of the year, you don't want to see anybody winless. And, and for, for Garrett, a tr- traditional, you know, proud program to start mm-hmm. the season 0-6 is incredibly difficult. So congratulations to the Railroaders, winners last night. And in another Northeast Corner Conference team out of the division or out of the conference, it was uh, Prairie Heights falling to Bremen. 38 to 6. But let's move on to Cherubusco Central Noble, where the Eagles of Cherubusco beat Central Noble 42 to nothing. Big dominant performance by Paul Sade's guys at Busco. Wyatt Mark, 16 rushes, 147 yards and a touchdown. Riley Burroff rushed for 81 yards and a score. He threw for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Ethan Smith last night, touchdown reception, a block punt, and an interception. And the defense held Central Noble to 32 yards passing and minus one yards rushing. A complete performance out of Cherubusco last night. A good tune-up for a road showdown with West Noble next week, which is very much a big game in the small division in the NECC. Yes, and speaking of West Noble, uh, they were victors over the Lakeland Lakers last night, 7-6. to six. This was like a... a- Baseball. <laughs> Late two-run homer, right? A blown <laughs> save. But this was a, a crazy game back and forth. I, I I think I heard it was like six or seven turnovers on downs with fourth downs and you know, multiple stops at the goal line for both teams. It was just a, a back and forth crazy game last night up there and ends up being seven to six. You know, I think it was a stop two-point conversion late by West Noble to preserve that victory. And then West Noble's able to recover the onside kick. So just a, a great game up there last night. West Noble gets the dub. And the final game taking place in the Northeast Corner Conference, it was east side all over Fremont, 62-8. to Dominant, dominant, dominant performance by the Blazers last night. And they have a tough final two games of the season. When you look at east side, Five and two. They go to Central Noble next week. This is a division game, and I know Central Noble's sitting there at two and five, but in the division, they're undefeated. And then week nine at Angola, that's going to be a great game for both squads as they prep for the playoffs. 
And another score from uh, around the area that a lot of our 6A listeners like to uh, keep track of, uh, the Warsaw Tigers blanking Wallacey 36 to nothing. Good bounce back performance by Warsaw after consecutive losses to Northwood and Mishawaka. That's a team to watch when we talk about Carroll and getting into that sectional. It's a blue-collar team up there with Coach Bart Curtis and that option game that they run can be difficult to contain. Carroll played them a couple years ago in the playoffs and, and lost a shootout. So, you know, Warsaw back in the winning column needed it, and that's a team to watch once we, you know, draw the sectional next week. It'll be a week from tomorrow we'll find out the sectional draw. So now taking a look at next week, week eight, uh, the Summit Athletic Conference, it looks like the big game is going to be Snyder at Dwenger. And, and big game in terms of this is always – it doesn't take much for Snyder to get up for Dwenger and vice versa. And that will be at Shields Field. But uh, I, I the, the rest of the uh, the other four games, I, I don't know. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, so you, you got Concordia, nice, yeah, you got Concordia really at huh? Carroll, Bishop Lures at Southside, Northside at Northrop, and the Homestead at Wayne. Now, the Homestead at Wayne. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, Wayne, you know, LaMaria Nelson's been contained for the last two weeks, if you can say contained to 97 yards and 83 yards on the ground. But considering, you know, that's been the result of the last two games following his 427 yards, seven touchdown performance against Southside, that's saying something. And this Bishop DeWanger and Snyder game next week, Really a good barometer game for both programs and see where they're at. Snyder has just been mauling people since week two. So this will be good for Snyder to potentially get a challenge. And if they can they can maul Bishop DeWanger, it says a lot about where the Panthers are at. Well, and then also with, uh, with the uh, Snyder defense, as, uh, as, as much notoriety and, and justifiably so that the Carroll defense gets. Sure. Snyder's only given up they're giving up an average of 10 points per game and and, uh, and and that's a pretty staunch defense too it is and it's a very balanced defense Lucas Rohrbacher is the leading tackler for that team but the this, the stats aren't eye-popping this is a Snyder team that very pedestrian in terms of you look at their rushing stats receiving stats passing stats defense nothing jumps out at you when we look at Carroll and we look at Northside and we look at other teams in the SAC it's a very methodical Snyder team that has nothing in the way of star power or not much in the way of star power, but is an incredibly balanced squad and it's a good squad. And we look at, at making damage in the, in five a, you know, Snyder with that win over Northside in week one, I know people want to see that rematch in the playoffs, but you have to think Snyder is the most complete team in that sectional 12 at this point. And looking at the Northeast eight conference next week, uh, we've got Belmont at DeKalb, but this this next one, East Noble at New Haven, that could be a fun one. Could be. And then we've got Leo at Columbia City. We already talked a little right. bit about that. And then uh, Norwell goes to Huntington North. Every week seems to be some intrigue in the NEA, and it's really the only league right now that we still have some semblance of a conference race in terms of championship. We're, we're almost begging somebody to give Norwell a game, and could that be Columbia City in Week 9? They have to handle Leo first. Yeah, they have to hold serve and, yeah. and, until then. And uh, that's not going to be the uh, the easiest task ever. Uh, looking over at the Allen County Athletic Conference, we've got Bluffton at Adams Central. Adams Central thus far, the class of the ACAC. And uh, right now, I mean, nothing uh, has been too close. 
No. The Flying Jets. I don't expect this one to be close either. AC keeps rolling. Lapel at Jay County in a non-conference uh, matchup. Southern Wells at Heritage. Um, I, I would expect Heritage to uh, to keep rolling after their victory at Bluffton last night. And then Woodland at South Adams. The Warriors playing better football now and South Adams. Well, they're no slouch either, though. Right. You know, they're 5-2. and two, Sure. Kind of an uncharacteristic two losses after seven weeks of the season for them uh, lately. But as you said, you've, uh, you've got the young uh, Mr. Warner who's, uh, who's about to eclipse some passing records. And is he a junior? All? He's a junior. Yeah. He's got a whole so. other season next year to blow out some records that, that, that James Arnold holds uh, with that program. But yeah, with, with Woodland winning three straight games, can they go on the road and make a good, good showing at Burn? That's a challenge for the Warriors heading into Week 8. Yes, it is. And you look at the uh, northeast corner. Uh, you've got Angola at Garrett. Garrett coming off just their first win of the season last night against Fairfield in, in convincing fashion, 28-6, to by the way. And then Blesco at West Noble. How about that one? That's a big one in the small division. You, you look at Chair Busco, 2-1, Central Noble, 2-0, and or uh, excuse me, West Noble at 2-1. and It's an interdivision game. For Chair Busco, three straight victories. They've looked very good in doing it. Can they go to West Noble and get a victory? West Noble, of course, handled Lakeland late with that stop two-point conversion last night in the fourth. Eastside at Central Noble, and uh, Eastside starting to find its way again. And uh, then you've got Lakeland at Fairfield. Fairfield, uh, well, they, they started out hot. Yeah. They are. <laughs> they are. Four straight wins followed by three straight losses. And uh, we've got Prairie Heights at Fremont. So uh, somebody's got to somebody's got to get that first uh, small division win. Yeah, somebody's going to get a dub in that one. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the scores and uh, prognostications. Let's say, if you will, that's about as far as I'll go with prognosticating. But uh, before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Uh, do you have a water softener? It doesn't have to be a Culligan. Just any kind of water softener. Okay, I see some hands. Okay, great. If you had it inspected, if you had it checked lately, or, or is it looking like a Halloween decoration with cobwebs all over it, back in the dark corner, the spooky corner, by the sump pit in the basement? Yeah. Call Culligan today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. And schedule your water softener inspection. $29.95 is your peace of mind. They will have a trained professional come out, take a look at your settings. If your water softener is running well, they'll let you know. If it isn't, yeah, they'll let you know as well and make a suggestion or two perhaps. But you pay too much for your waterborne appliances, your hot water heater, your washing machine, your dishwasher, to have crummy water going through it when you don't have to. Call Culligan today and ask them about that Water softener inspection, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. 
Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Dan Patrick at 9 a.m. on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Felt like everybody was all in on the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders, they got Devontae Adams, they got Chandler Jones, got a new coach, the offensive-minded Josh McDaniel. Only six teams in modern history have made the postseason after starting 0-3. Derek Carr has not looked good, and yes, with 17 games, there's still time. Dan Patrick at 9 a.m. Download the 1380 app. Listen from your smart speaker or log on to 1380thefan.com. Employee onboarding? Automated. Hmm. Customer support? Automated. What if you could automate all your company's routine operation tasks and do it easily? Uh, lead management. Automated. With Zapier, you can. Zapier is the leader in no-code automation. Connect over 5,000 apps, automate almost any workflow, and streamline your team's performance without hiring a developer and with no coding required. That's right. Zapier's templates make it simple for you to automate anything in minutes, no matter your level of expertise. Zapier eliminates routine tasks and frees your employees to focus on the bigger picture. And with Zapier's advanced security features and annual SOC 2 audits, your data is safe and secure. See why thousands of companies, including Slack, Salesforce, and HubSpot, trust Zapier to automate their businesses. Even complex tasks? Automated with Zapier. Try Zapier for free today at zapier.com radio. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R dot com slash radio. Zapier dot com slash radio. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blade Man's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blade Man's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blade Man's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Pogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on BladeMansKnifeShot.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day. And shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out on BladeMansKnifeShot.com or stop by the store in the shops of Scout Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow BladeMans on Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military. And now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen colors. Available at Blademan's Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. Are you looking for a place to watch the game without the music? Get the best seats to the biggest games at DuPont Bar and Grill. All the NFL games on multiple large screens, plus Northeast Indiana's biggest screen, Megatron. The 16 by 10 foot wall covering screen that makes you feel like you're actually at the game. 
Great food and drink specials, including Budweiser and Bush Light Pints, for just $3. Buckets of domestic beer, just $14.50. Plus Miller High Life and Miller Light Pints, just 3 bucks. It's Thursday NFL action, Saturday's college games, and easy viewing of all your favorite teams and fantasy players with walls of TVs behind the bar. This week, the Chicago Bears and Detroit Lions games will not be on local TV. Plus, Bills, Ravens, Colts, Titans, and Jets Steelers all play at one. DuPont Bar and Grill has you covered. DuPont Bar and Grill checks the boxes for what you want at a sports bar. Easy and obstructed view? Check. Special drink pricing? Check. Convenient location? Check. Get the gang together and head to DuPont Bar and Grill. Just two minutes east of I-69 at the corner of DuPont and Clinton. It's true. Everyone is hiring. And like other companies, we have a sign-on bonus. $5,000. We offer the list of the usual benefits. 401k pay time off health insurance. And yet, we're looking for that leader in the office or on the job site who others come to because they are a multiplier. A multiplier trusts and empowers other. They turn the team's talent into performance. Federated Media and our six radio stations are looking for a general sales manager. We'd like someone with broadcast experience, but that's not a deal breaker. If you're working in retail management, outside sales, business development, any type of advertising sales, you should consider this. You'll be working with Fort Wayne's favorite radio stations, including WMEE, K105, 98.9 The Bear, and WoWo. It's urgent that we fill this position. Apply today at federatedmedia.com. Read our blogs, watch our culture video, and you'll see how we move people. We look forward to hearing from you. Federated Media is an equal opportunity employer. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply, Saturday, October 1st. Oh. Justin's already spilled his pumpkin spice latte all over. All over the board. Oh, I'm telling chaos. you what. Sparks all over the place. He, he was so excited coming in, he, he got the venti. The venti, yeah. yeah. Yes. The and, large. Uh, yeah, didn't bring me mine. Figuring I had already gotten mine, which how about no. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. will, will the term pumpkin spice die out uh, November 1st? Let's hope so. Okay. I'm just, just checking. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And especially if you've got any kind of question for uh, University of St. Francis Athletics, because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Jimmy. How you doing? I am great this morning, and uh, I really enjoyed the 6 p.m. games, but guess what? I am looking forward to when uh, we get, we reconvene on October 15th at noon at Darcy Stadium for Cougar football. Yeah, you and me both. It's uh, w When you have a 6 o'clock game, it certainly leaves a lot of time during the day, uh, and, uh, and it's fun for fans who have things to do during the day and give them something to kind of build up to, but I know for for players and even coaches and, and some of us administrators, noons are are a really nice kickoffs because uh, you can kind of wrap your day up at three and maybe have a soccer game at seven. But when you had a soccer game at noon, a volleyball game at four, a football game at six, it, it became quite a long day. So I'm with you. It was uh, it was fun to play under the lights a couple times, but I'm uh, I'm ready to get back to our traditional noon kickoffs as well in a few weeks. Ah, yes, you said the key word traditional. Yes, and uh, yeah. and that's something with Cougar football. But uh, uh, a, a fantastic game if you were a fan of uh, of 
college football against St. Xavier last week. We came up uh, on the short end of this, the uh, score of 25-20 to 20 to St. X. But all in all, a, a very good football game uh, to watch from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, it was. I mean, you look at it, and they got one touchdown on a blocked field goal. They got another one on a 20-yard pick six. Uh, so, you know, offensively, you know, they didn't uh, – do much against our defense we missed some opportunities i know uh coach d felt like maybe we kind of shot ourselves in the foot that game and not to take anything away from saint x because they're one of the better programs in the nai they have been they're well coached they've got good kids um but we definitely felt like we we left some plays out there that uh that could have turned the game in a different way and obviously had the ball with a, a chance to win it uh, with a, a minute left in the game and just couldn't get it into the end zone and Failed on a fourth down there at the end. I think it was fourth and two and, and didn't get that first down. So uh, hats off to St. X for, for coming into our place and, and playing the game they needed to in order to walk out with a win. But, I, you know, I think you had a lot of uh, young guys and a lot of new guys to our program, coaches and players, who for the first two weeks uh, kind of took care of business and uh, maybe thought this was kind of how it was going to be. And, and we got our wake-up call, luckily, in week three. And now we can regroup and go on the road to Siena Heights and, and hopefully take care of business up there before we uh, come back home in a couple of weeks. But it's a, it's a good week to kind of see who we are, see what we're made of, and see how we can turn around off it. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And, and Mike, one of the things that I enjoy most about game day uh, at Darcy Stadium is what you're doing this year, honoring those from previous uh, teams of, of Cougar football, and I believe uh, last week we honored, what was it, 2004, 2005, 2006? Yep, yeah, yeah, the first teams to make it to the to the national. So we went to the national championship game all three years. We unfortunately came up short all three years, but that's kind of the, the second group that we wanted to honor. The first week we honored the first conference championship team in 99, then came came back with 04, 05, 06 uh, against Marion. We'll have the 16 and 17 uh, national champs, and then the last game will be all football alums welcome back. So, uh, kudos to Tony Didier for for pulling all this off and uh, making this 25th anniversary something pretty fun. We, we wish we could have everybody back, but obviously schedules and uh, life and things get in the way uh, during the fall for some of our alumni, and it's not as easy for them to get back. But the ones that do come back, I think certainly appreciate it and uh, been able to have some good conversations with them just about. You know, them getting back involved with USF football and helping uh, keep this tradition going. Yeah, a lot of fun to, to hear some of those names from the past as well as you're milling around and such. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some of the other fall sports, and uh, this has become kind of a weekly question of mine. Did Alex Ebatino win anything this past week? Give it a couple <laughs> hours. Uh, she, she runs. I think she runs at 11:30 today down in Louisville. So, uh, yeah, give it a few hours, and and we could have another one for her. So. Uh, yeah, cross country's down at Louisville, and both the men and women's teams went down there to run. Um, volleyball is is on the road uh, today, and I think and we have Goshen in soccer. Volleyball's at Huntington. Uh, we've got Goshen um, in a home and home uh, at seven o'clock tonight, and then on the road. Uh, so it's a it's a busy Saturday, even though there's no football. Um, and you know, enjoy sitting down at noon and watching the game on my phone, and then heading out to a soccer game later tonight. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's been a good fall so far. We've stubbed our toe a little bit once we get into the Crossroads League here on the soccer side. Came away with a draw last week on the women's side and had two tough matches with Bethel and Grace on the men's side. Uh, came up short in those, but it's uh, 
I mean, you've got top 10, top 15 teams all over our conference, and we're just trying to chip away at some of those and keep building our program the way we can and get to a point where we can compete with them every week. Uh, but right now, they're, they've certainly got the upper hand on us and uh, making our, our teams grow up pretty quick. But we've got all the faith in the world in Ken Newber and Jake Essig and giving them a few recruiting classes to get what they need done. And uh, we'll be there at, at some point. But this year, a uh, little taking some lumps early in the Crossroads League. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, we'll uh, we'll check in on Alex uh, for next week as well and, and keep track of the summaries at stfranciscougars.com, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great, Jim. Have a great weekend. Thanks. All right. Thank you. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, and our weekly Cougar chat. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, you know, my, my grandson, Caleb, is running cross country at the elementary school or middle, I'm sorry, middle school level. Okay. And I never realized when you go to a cross country meet, it's like a festival. Oh, it's crazy. You know, and he, you got the people that like will watch their kid or whoever at one's part and then you'll like scrum over to the another they shoot ask. over to another yep. corner. They know the course better than anybody else. Yeah. yeah. It's and almost know like a golf gallery that yeah. you know goes to different holes and stuff. Yeah, and so it's uh it was a lot of fun for me. I know I was out at Blackhawk Christian watching uh watching it then it started to rain, but then they had all the the uh the schools had all their 10 by 10 pop-up tents out and everything, but but yeah, it was uh it was a lot of fun. And uh, I know that uh, Caleb and his uh, cardigals. Uh, cardigals. Car- yeah, it's it's singles. Gotcha. Cardigals. Cardigals. And then uh, Precious Blood and, and some of the other smaller schools are okay. uh, in there with that team as well. Uh, I believe they're uh, running out of Carroll this morning, so best of luck to them as well. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, we're gonna go ahead and step out, take a timeout. When we come back, we're gonna be talking to. A wonderful friend of the show, Mr. Dan Vance. Uh, he of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm going to check in with him on uh, a fun fest that's going to be happening, uh, among other things that are happening with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants as uh, uh, we get closer and closer to the Mad Ants uh, season, 34 more days until the home opener. So uh, we'll check in with Dan when we come back. You're listening to Talk and Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply, on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Play pigskin picks all season long. Log on to 1380TheFan.com and pick every NFL game every week and play in the 1380 The Fan exclusive contest for weekly prizes. Win the most weeks and you score tickets to next season's Colts home opener at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. It's pigskin picks. Play now at 1380TheFan.com. Win weekly prizes and bragging rights as Fort Wayne's best prognosticator from 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Hey, it's Brett Rum from the Sports Rush, and one of the things I love about betting on the NFL is I'm always finding new player or game props I like. What's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game and score an even bigger payout. Perfect for Sunday's Colts game. It's a divisional matchup, so I'm taking Tennessee plus 14 and a half. I'll go with the alternate under of 53 and a half and Jonathan Taylor to score a touchdown. And same game parlay is just one of the reasons I bet with FanDuel. It's easy to use, great live betting, tons of promotions, and fast withdrawals because when you win, you'll get 
paid fast. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet. Lock yours in today at FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get up to $1,000 back in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. Use promo code WKJG. That's promo code WKJG. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in present Indiana. First online real money wager only. Dental and first deposit required. Bonus issued is now withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957, serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. It's true, everyone is hiring. And like other companies, we have a sign-on bonus. $5,000. We offer the list of the usual benefits. 401k pay time off health insurance. And yet, we're looking for that leader in the office or on the job site who others come to because they are a multiplier. A multiplier trusts and empowers other. They turn the team's talent into performance. Federated Media and our six radio stations are looking for a general sales manager. We'd like someone with broadcast experience, but that's not a deal breaker if you're working in retail management, outside sales, business development, any type of advertising sales, you should consider this. You'll be working with Fort Wayne's favorite radio stations, including WMEE, K105, 989 The Bear, and WoWo. It's urgent that we fill this position. Apply today at federatedmedia.com. Read our blogs, watch our culture video, and you'll see how we move people. We look forward to hearing from you. Federated Media is an equal opportunity employer. My name is Taylor McLean, and my brother saved five lives. In 2016, when my brother, Hoosier race car driver Brian Clausen, tragically died in a racing accident, he became a hero because of his decision to be an organ donor. That decision has inspired countless others to do the same. All of it was such a story, and the way it all connected together, every layer of it. NASCAR champ Ryan Newman sat down with Indiana Donor Network and shared what inspired him to join the Driven to Save Lives movement. The reality was is he did a great thing, but the chain of events and how it affected other people, I believe, made him a legend. Made him somebody special, even more special than just being a race car driver, than just being a friend or a family member. When you're giving like that, you become legendary. Join the movement and sign up as an organ donor at driventosavelives.org. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. That's Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until 10 o'clock. Let's go right to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fireplace City County Federal Credit Union because on that Talking Sports phone line is Media Relations Director, Social Media Director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, major contributor to OutsideTheHuddle.net, Mr. Dan Vance. Dan, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Jim. My goodness, every time I turn around, there's something that the Mad Ants are doing. They're in Auburn for a parade this morning. They're in Huntington from 3 to 7 uh, this afternoon in T-shirts, T-shirts, T-shirts. So get on out there for that. But so much going on. There's a, I believe there's a fan fest going on. Tell us, tell us what's going on. 
<laughs> well, yeah, like you said, we're we're out in a couple of locations today as part of our 260 tour. You and I have talked about that in the past. Uh, we'll continue throughout the month of October uh, making stops and around counties outside of Allen County uh, as well as Allen County. So going around to all the counties that make up uh, the 260 area code. So part of our 260 tour uh, and celebration of the 260 that will carry on into the season uh, as well. You're going to have a 260 night, special 260 city edition type of jerseys. So uh, really excited about that. It's been a, a big success so far and great to get out into these communities outside of Fort Wayne. Uh, you know, the, the Mad Ants, a team, you know, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, but a team for the entire 260 Northeast Indiana area. So those have been great. And then, like you said, next Wednesday we have our Fan Fest. Uh, the NBA G League uh, has Fan Fest league-wide throughout the month. Every team in the G League is, is holding a Fan Fest. And an opportunity for G League teams and, you know, importantly for us, to get fans into the arena, get them excited about uh, tipping off the season on November 5th. So. Uh, 6 to 8 this Wednesday, uh, coming Wednesday at the Memorial Coliseum. Stop in. Uh, the Kids Zone will be out. We'll have some mad dancers there, mad drummers, uh, some prize giveaways, get a chance to take some shots on the court, uh, tour our locker room, uh, You know, maybe test drive some seats if you're interested in, in season tickets or even single-game tickets. So uh, really exciting day to, to get everybody pumped up You know, just a month away. Uh, from the day of tip-off of the season on November 5th. It should be a, a lot of fun this season and uh, just so many things going on. I know for the season ticket members, there's a there's a meet-the-team party that's going to be taking place uh, right before the season starts where the season ticket holders go out, they hear from the coaching staff, they meet the players, they get to sit and talk one-on-one with the players as well and in uh, great food and... Uh, Hosted by Crazy Pins, so uh, but it's uh, it's something that uh, one of the other perks of having season tickets with the Mad Ants. So we're talking this morning with Dan Vance, uh, media relations director and social media director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, also uh, with OutsideTheHuddle.net, and uh, let's let's talk or can we talk yet about any uh, roster uh, opportunities for the Mad Ants and, and who might be available this season. Yeah, so, you know, that's still taking shape and, and getting ready for our training camp. Uh, we do have our draft on October 22nd. We have the 13th pick in the first round of the draft. So we'll see some, some names in the draft. We did hold a, uh, you know, many years, most years, uh, the Madden's have held a open tryout. Uh, the last two years this year included, uh, the team has opted to do a invite-only small uh, private tryout. So that took place on Thursday. A lot of high-level guys out there so a couple of guys from that will be attending training camp as far as the actual roster i mean we're we're set in a couple places uh the expectations some of those guys that we made some trades for this summer uh david stockton novell pell mm-hmm. uh, could be with us um and then and we're sitting on kendall brown uh it was a two-way they had a chance to uh spend some time with kendall i was in indianapolis last monday for pacers media day um catching up with some of our former players and um got a chance to, to, to really spend some time around Kendall and get to know him. I think he's going to be a guy that Fort Wayne is really going to like. He's a very soft-spoken young guy, just 19. Um, doesn't turn 20 until after the season ends, actually, at a Baylor. But a uh, high-level guy, high-IQ guy that is going to bring a lot of energy. Uh, so the roster's still taking shape. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll have some news about a training camp roster soon. 
but I think that there's some real opportunities for some guys, um, probably some guys you've seen before that, that are in the pipeline in a Mad Ants uniform, but definitely some new faces. And, you know, if our invite-only tryout on Thursday was any indication, it should be a high-level team because just that tryout alone was really high-level basketball. Um, I've attended open and private tryouts for the Mad Ants before uh, in this role, and it's definitely – to me, the best crop of the 2025 guys we had on Thursday. Um, just the scrimmages alone were super high level, and, and that's the, the tryout portion. So I think that we can expect to have a really good team and, and look forward to unveiling that sooner than later. So no local DJs or media types or uh, stand-up comedians going out and trying out <laughs> just to just to get some video footage or anything like that? Yeah, that's nothing we'll see this year, huh? No, not this <laughs> year, but uh, the, the hope is that with, uh, you know, there, there's still some COVID restrictions in the league uh, that led the Pacers and the Mad Ants to feel like this was the best to do a, a closed tryout again this year. But the hope is that next year we'll be back to that open tryout. Um, you know, I get calls all the time. People want to know about a tryout, so... People like these. They enjoy them, and it's a great showcase for um, some unknown guys um, to get a shot. And the good news uh, and the good thing for us is that somebody from the tryout makes the team almost every year uh, in the history of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. So it's a great opportunity, whether it's open or closed. So we look forward to being open next year. Um, you know, those are those are fun days. Jim, I'm sure you, you remember there's, oh, there's yeah. a lot going on. Um, but hopeful that uh that you know you can always find the diamond in the rough ron howard uh, mr mad Ant himself came from an open tryout in the inaugural season of the mad Ant. so you're always hoping for that that kind of diamond in the rough when you have one of those and mr howard was an hour late because he was coming from chicago on central time and uh showed up an hour late and had to convince them to let him try out <laughs> it worked out it worked out for the mad Ants and it worked out for ron so <laughs> yeah i think you know, so Great opportunities at tryouts. So we look forward to, to getting it back open again next year. Now, Dan, your role with OutsideTheHuddle.net, uh, I believe, had you behind the camera last night taking photographs all around the area uh, at games. Uh, uh, your thoughts on, on week seven of the high school football season? Uh, you know, I got to see a couple of interesting games. I was over at Concordia for a while for Concordia Lane. Um, you know, Landon Kaczynski really impressed me. Concordia had a couple issues early. Uh, with some fumbles, they slotted Landon Kaczynski in at running back, and then he went off for, you know, 200 and some yards after that. He was really impressive as a guy that we don't talk about much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a good return guy, has been a good wideout for them. Um, and they really laid on him last night. Wayne did a good job of defending a Johnny Washington, who's been a really breakout receiver. Um, you know, and so they landed, landed with Landon Kaczynski a lot and handing him the ball, and I thought that was – very you know well played by Concordia and the adjustments they made and I got to Northside for a while for Northside South and you know Northside's just they're good South obviously struggling this year but Northside uh, just airing it out Bodie Dickerson tied the school record for most touchdown passes in the game last night through six four of them to Bronte Johnson um, and you know it's 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 kind of like a, a poetry in motion when you have a receiver and a skilled athlete like Bronte that can just fly down the field and Bodie's got the arm to just put it out there for him. Um, and they made some great plays, uh, between the two of them last night. I, I was talking to your, your, uh, your guy, Justin there, who's in the studio with you last night. I was really impressed with Lorenz Tabron from Southside as mm-hmm. much as they struggle, um, with getting in the wind column. Obviously he was very poised. He didn't let 
uh, any of the stuff. Obviously, high school football, there's always trash talking. It's north side, south side. So for the totem pole, a lot of stuff going on. He was very composed. He moved well. Um, and so I was impressed with him. You know, and we don't talk enough about some of the impressive guys on the teams that uh, don't have as many wins. And so Lorenz Tabern really impressed me last night with how he handled himself and how he played the game. You know, there used to be uh, somewhat of a stigma when we had outstanding basketball players in the area that would not play football due to the risk of injury. But are we getting away from that these days? You know, we have a Johnny Washington uh, from Concordia, Grant Leaper at Homestead, Bronte Johnson. Uh, obviously, his you know his well, he's gifted in both football and basketball. But but there's so many more. And is this something that the, that isn't the stigma that it once was? Yeah, you know, I think it ebbs and flows, uh, and it kind of always has in ways. So I think we are getting away from it. You know, we go through these periods where it's like, focus on your sport, focus on your sport. Podcasts by Federated Media.